Greetings everyone in the name of Jesus. This is Cedric Knight coming to you just once again, just to be able to give you an encouraging word. Hopefully it will be able to bless your soul and to be able to bless your spirit. Yesterday I posted what I was gonna be talking about. It's gonna be talk, we're gonna be talking about the powerful seed of God, the powerful seed of God. Many people might be wondering what that seed is. So hopefully I can break it down to you and encourage you on today. But before anything, we want to pray and ask the Lord to come into our presence and ask the Lord to lead and guide us uh, through this broadcast. Lord Jesus Christ, we just say thank you for your will and we just thank you for your way, oh God, because you are true and you are the living God. We're just asking you to let us decrease, let me decrease, oh God, and let you increase, that your word will go forth. You said in the beginning, your word would never come back into you void. So we're just preaching your word, trying to encourage souls on today. Oh God, just help us, oh God, who is standing in the need of prayer, oh God, just remember us in a mighty way. And we forever give you the praise and the glory in Jesus name we pray. So it's the powerful seed of God. So the foundation scripture is going to be coming from Genesis 3 and 15. Um, this is a prophecy of what God was going to do. And it said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. So in life, when we deal with situations as believers, uh, job loss, family troubles, uh, any type of mental frustration or any type of personal contrition, which means brokenness or uh, with a contrite spirit, the Lord wants us to do, doesn't want to necessarily deliver us out of the circumstance, but he wants us to learn through our circumstance so we can know him just a little bit more. That's what God is calling us. Now, he said that he chastens the ones that he loves. So if you've been chastened on today, know that God loves you. Just look into the hills for which cometh your help because your help cometh from the Lord. So when we, when we think about what we talked about even on yesterday, we talked about faith, how Abraham walked by faith. We talked about the word of God and not only that, but we talked about the power of God, but because the Bible clearly says that the just shall live by faith and we shall walk by the spirit. And those are the ones that's gonna be called the sons of God. So as we get into this lesson, uh, get into this, this message on today, as I was thinking through this, God also always wanted to get our attention. God always had a master plan. For in his foreknowledge, he knew that Adam would fail. He knew everything from the end, from the beginning. So he prophesied to the serpent that I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Remember, this is God speaking. So he said he was going to bruise the serpent's head. So this is God speaking. But a lot of people might not understand this, but this is God saying, hey, I'm coming to get the victory. Yes, my people have failed, but I'm coming to you, Satan, to get the victory. And we are victorious in Jesus today. And God wants us to have the right spirit. He wants us to have that spirit of faith and just believe in what he has said in his word. And when I think about Numbers 14 and 24, talking about the Caleb spirit, it's a different spirit uh, that God noticed with Caleb because he believed God and believed that he was going to be able to take over the land of the enemy. And it says, but my servant Caleb, because he has another spirit within him, 
and has followed me fully. So you got to follow God fully and I will bring him into the land where into he went and his seed shall possess it. So we're talking about that seed. God is again prophesying based off your spirit, based off your belief. He's going to bless you. He's going to do the things that he has said because he already said that he was going to bruise the serpent's head, but we're going to get there in a second. And as we look at the, the first five books of the chapter, we, of, the, of the Bible, we know that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. I'll call it reversal revelation because Moses wasn't there when everything was created, but God was speaking to him and using him to have him write these books. So God can show you things in the past, the present, and also in the future. And that's why we believe in prophecy in the everything. Every prophecy is all in the scripture. So that's what we're going to stick with. That's what we are going to believe on today. So we understand that Satan uh, wanted to uh, mess up God's word. So what did he do? He didn't go to the man, but he went to the woman. And when he went to the woman, it was still the man's responsibility to stand on the truth of God's word. But for whatever reason, Adam didn't. Uh, and we all wasn't saying, I never blame the woman. I always blame the man because at the end of the day, the man has to make that final decision over his household, over his family's life. He is the head of the household because that's what the Bible said. But if you look at the scripture really closely in Genesis, when, when Satan came to tempt Eve, one thing that really stood out to me, see, he used the word, the name God, but through the scriptures before this happened, it was, he was called Lord God, not just God alone. So the enemy will always mess with the word. He won't give you full truth, but he'll give you just a little bit of truth. So remember, if it's not written, if it's not lining up with the word, it could be Satan messing with the word. So now we're in a corrupt state. Now we're in a in a in a messed up situation uh, within our heart and within our minds and everything. But God had a plan. He wanted a relationship back with us. So he had an ultimate plan that he was going to bruise the head of the serpent. And that seed is going to be coming here soon. And what what is a seed? When I, when I think about, when I looked up the word, what is a seed? A seed is an embryo for a purpose to reproduce or to germinate in the ground. God told the serpent that he will come to bruise his head. And we know this is a prophecy of going forth. So when this word comes forth, we're going to see the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when we look at what Jesus Christ did, because he was the word that was going to come to bruise the head of the serpent. He said, I will come. I will do this. The scripture said he didn't say Adam. He didn't say Moses. He didn't say the law was going to bruise the head. He didn't say Cedric was going to bruise the head. He didn't say any other name. He said, I will bruise the head of the serpent. And that great I am is Jesus Christ. And this is the scripture that proves it. It says Matthew 37 and 33. And when they have come to a place called Gagatha, the place of skulls. So when Jesus died on the cross, he won the victory over death and over sin. He bruised the head of death because Satan is a deceiver. He is a liar. He's the father of all lies. So just be encouraged on today that Jesus is that powerful seed of God. And because he has a seed, Satan always tries to mimic what God has done. So the devil, he has a seed too. And that's sin and that's lies, all these deceit, all the things that is not of God, 
That's the seed that Satan wants to sow into your life. And when I think about uh, the, the, the lust uh, of, of mankind because of our corrupt body, I call it the LSD effect. And according to James 1 and 15 puts it this way. Then when lust is conceived, which is conceived in the mind, you think in it and then it brings forth sin. You are acting it out. Uh, but when it is finished, it brings forth death. So it's the LSD effect. Make sure you're not on LSD because Satan is he tries to send delusions to you and through other people. So don't get dismayed when those things come to your mind. We said we need to cast them down. The scripture said when the enemy comes in like a flood, he will raise up a standard. So when that LSD tries to take you over, according to James 1 and 5, just remember the word of God because Jesus is that powerful seed. And Jesus wants to make a way out of no way. So that powerful seed of God, Jesus changes everything. The powerful seed of God changes all anxiety. He changes all depression. He changes all hope. He is your hope. He is your all in all. He cast down all fears because we have casted our fears and our trust upon him. He said, take upon my yoke for it is light and easy. So when he's joking around you in your heart and in your mind and those effects come into your mind, just remember to continue to trust the powerful seed of God that we have already had the victory over the skull and of the death and of sin that, that Satan had tried to set up in his master plan. So Jesus changes all defeat. If you are defeated in your mind and your heart and your body and sickness and anything, Jesus can heal it. If you call upon the name and you just believe what the word said. I remember when Jesus actually was walking in the big crowd and the woman with the issue of blood, she reached out and touched the hem of Jesus's garment and virtue flowed through her. So it was based off her faith and her action towards God and able to access the power of God. So we must understand that we must access the power of God through faith so he can change all hate. In this world on today, in politics, um, in the church, all these different things, there's a lot of hatred amongst each other. There's a lot of hatred towards this side, a lot of hatred towards this side, but the love of God is going to have to be able to unify us. It's not conformed to the wicked ways or wicked world, but we are supposed to be unified in Christ Jesus because at the end of the day, he sit high, but he looks low and he's looking down on us. He's still on the throne. He has not been voted out. He has not been voted in because he had declared the end from the beginning. And the scripture said in Psalms 33 and 6, by the word of God were the heavens made and all the hosts by the breath of his mouth. So we understand even on yesterday as we went over that Jesus Christ is that living word. Jesus Christ, he said that he will come and bruise the head of the serpent. So not only that, he not only came to fulfill that in the birth, the prophecy in the, in, in the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, but he also gave us a seal of promise. He gave us power to overcome the enemy. And this is what he wants. And this is the new covenant that Jesus Christ has come to give us. In Hebrews 8 and 10, it says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them in their hearts uh, and I will be with them in their God and they shall be my people. So God has 
promise to give us something that's going to be talking to us directly in our hearts and in our minds. So we must understand Jesus came. He, he uh, was able to defeat the enemy. He rose on the third day, but then he's going to send us something in order for us to uh, have some hope and have some promise. In John 14 and 16, it said, I pray to the father and it shall give you an, another comforter. So Jesus was uh, the comforter then and is the comforter now that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it see him, seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be with you. And we are talking about the invisible realm. We are talking about the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is everything. The Holy Spirit is everything. That's the power of God that he has given us in order to know him, in order to achieve the, the promises, uh, to access his heart and access his mind. John 14 and 26, it says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, who the Father was sent, in whose name? my name. It's all in Jesus' name. He didn't say a Jehovah Jireh. He didn't say the great I am. He said, I will send it in my name. And that name is Jesus Christ. Help me, Holy Ghost. He shall teach you all things and he shall bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I said unto you. So when you read that word and you have that spirit, he will quicken your spirit and bring you to remembrance in what he has said. So believe in the Holy Ghost. Trust in the Holy Ghost because that's everything. But with that Holy Ghost, it is a seal unto the promise of what he has going, is going to give us. So we just tasting right now of what God is. We just tasting of what glory is going to feel like on today. So get into that presence. Know that presence. Because when we get to heaven, we get in our new glorified bodies, we won't have any cares or any trials and tribulations anymore. And it says here, we are sealed by the, uh, the his purpose in whom he also so trusted after ye have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your uh, your salvation, in whom all things uh, that ye believe were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So when you think about a seal, it is just a taste. It is just a seal of promise. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us hope for this world and beyond. So we shall live by faith. We shall access that power because that power is everything. And that grace that God given us, uh, is, we should celebrate it on today. Ephesians 2 and 8, it says, for by grace, ye are saved through faith and not uh, the, of the works of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So when we have faith in what God has given us, first from Genesis 3 and 15, when he promised that he would bruise the head of the serpent. And after he had done that, he, he increases our faith. And it's not based off what we have done, it's his grace and his power that he was able to come and wrap himself in flesh and give us the, the victory over the enemy. For in the, as the scripture continues to read in, in verse 6, it said, we are workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we shall walk in them. Uh, we have a purpose of being equipped by God. So we don't work for salvation. Salvation is already given because the salvation that we have, uh, we then appreciate God and show the love of God by obedient body, obedient heart. That's why the scripture said uh, we lay down our lives uh, for him. So we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service just based off what he has 
done. So we should look into that. So we have the powerful seed of God. We have the seal of promise. And now God has equipped us with what we are in need of. And finally, brother, this is our equipment as we finish this lesson. Family, brother, be strong in the Lord, uh, in the power of his might, not in our might, not in our strength, but in his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you be able to stand the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, uh, but principalities against powers, against rulers and darkness of, of this world, uh, against spiritual wickedness and high places. So we understand we might look at a man, we might look at a, a, a certain situation, but we fight in a spiritual war, thus said the Lord. Uh, it says then, it says, stand for having your loins girt with truth. We already talked about that Jesus is the truth. He's the truth of our salvation. He's the light of the world. He is that truth. So when you have that belt of truth on, your pants ain't sagging. you walking upright. Your pants, uh, you walking in truth. And that's what God is wanting us in having the breastplate of righteousness taking on not our righteousness but Jesus Christ's righteousness and that righteousness is the word of God that righteousness is his holy scripture so you put it on your chest you walk with the breastplate of righteousness and what Jesus has said in his scripture. And it says also in 15, it said your feet, uh, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, how beautiful are the feet to go and spread the gospel. So we walking in peace. We looking for opportunities to, to witness, to give your testimony to what God has done for you. He brought you out of this. He will bring you out of this. This is what God wants to do on today. It says then above all. So hold on. You telling me, put on the truth, put on my, my, my get fix my feet, uh, breastplate uh, of righteousness. But you said above all. So this is more of a detailed thing. Um, uh, it says above all, taking the shield of faith, uh, where then ye be able to quench the, all the fire dirt darts of the wicked. So you have to have faith. We talked about Abraham. You got to have faith. When the enemy comes in, you got to have your faith. I believe God. I trust God. I know God. I'm not letting no one sway me from Jesus Christ. There's a lot of people that will come uh, and say, oh, Jesus wasn't this and Jesus wasn't that. But I always ask the question, why don't you guys go and ask, say that to Muhammad and Buddha and everything? Because you know he's the truth. You know he has effect. You know he's calling you. You know he's pricking your heart, but you are in denial. Your conscience has been seared, but you have to have that faith. You have to have what God has given you. So it says, above all, do that. Take up the shield of faith and take on the helmet of salvation. When we think about a helmet in, in the armor of God, you got to protect your mind. You got to protect your ear gates, your eye gates, your mouth gates. God gave you two eyes and two ears. So listen and see more before you speak more. So he wants to protect you because if the devil gets in your mind, he gets in your in your mind, you're confused and you're doing all these things. You're out of the word. You're out of the will of God. So just remember, he wants to come in with that LSD effect. He wants to conceive wickedness in your mind. And when I think about the serpent, he wants to wrap himself around around your mind to 
to squeeze you, to pressure you into the corner where no one loves you, no one cares about you, but God cares about you. And get into a church where, where people love you. There's, there's love in this world. So just remember that. And it says, and the word that's in the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So when you're thinking about the armor of God, you're taking the word of God, which the, is the only offensive weapon in the arsenal. So we have all these defensive mechanisms, but God said, uh, uh, after that, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we have to take the word of God to the enemy. We have to read Psalms out loud. We have to take the word, what thus said the Lord. Jesus even used the written word of the uh, against the enemy of the word. So we just remember, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus is the alpha and he is the omega according to the scriptures. Jesus is all knowing. He is the Lord of hosts. He owns and commands all the armies. That's why the scripture said we are seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. So he grants us access to those heavenly places. And just above all, he's above the devil and he is full of awesomeness. And I just thank you on today. Uh, hopefully this word will be able to encourage you uh, as you go forth in your day and uh, your week. And I hope to bring another word in the next few days. God bless in Jesus name.